What's up, everybody, and welcome back. This is another episode of Live Hangouts to Hear Keeps It Too Real. Happy New Year. This episode is being recorded on my third wedding anniversary. Today is Tuesday, December 29th. I got married back in 2017 in Los Angeles. It's the love of my life. I figured I'd talk about how mental health has helped me in marriage and how it was one of the things like him sticking through me, sticking with me throughout the whole bipolar diagnosis and all that stuff. It was what really sealed the deal to like having my life forever. I want to have children, family. It's kind of like, you know, that is a big part of our story. And I think also he doesn't speak up and speak out, but he tells me that, you know, like I am the reason he lives his life, you know. Many times he's been in dark spaces. It's because of me being in his life, not because of being his manager. It's just being a friend, being his girl, showing up, being in love with me saved him. So there's a lot of mental health stuff in love. And I know it's like difficult to kind of talk about sometimes, but I could talk about mine. So here we go. So I think when you fall in love with the person that's meant to be your soulmate, your life partner, that person, it doesn't mean, I'll start here, it doesn't mean that you immediately just stop seeing other people as attractive, right? Because that's something I will say that I kind of got thrown off, you know? Like I started, I started working at this job called Barworks and I would be open and be around different types of guys and I'd just be like, oh, okay, they got like more fish in the sea. But there was something, because I had already met Frankie, it's like I could just never... Like, either, either say these words or, like, find these words, you know? Like, it was like his soul, essentially. So it's definitely important for you to stop and take assessment of everything every year. That's why you get an anniversary. Before you celebrate the anniversary, you go through your marriage and talk about the things that cause you issues. Talk about the things you've been collectively working on. Talk about the things you're individually working on. Talk about family planning and such, you know, like there are literally tons of books and journals and marriage experts that say the same thing. So everybody can't be lying, you know, as newly was, they say your third year of marriage is the year that you start talking about family. Given the year of the pandemic, given our creative life, we're not talking about family right now, but we're still working towards building the nest. Phase two, building the nest. So a lot of people struggle with coming from broken homes. You know, I had to stop my grandma the other day. You know, she was giving me advice, advice, advice. And I'm like, you gotta understand sometimes I'm just talking to my husband. We happen to live in this house because it's a pandemic and we can't really do what we want to do, move out, find that apartment. Cause that's what I was doing right in March, right before they shut everything down, you know? Tell her, and I'm like, I didn't want to be rude. I had to kind of like woman to woman. I'm like, listen, you're, you're giving advice on what? All your failed relationships? Like just mind your business. You know, because sometimes, you know, like I say, as grandparents, as West Indians and all that stuff, they think they know. Well, you know, this is how you're talking from the Trinidadian way of life and no one lives in Trinidad. This is the United States. You don't really understand what me and Frankie have. You kind of need to just let me grow up and learn my own thing. And yes, I've heard your advice. I'm 33 years old. I got it. You know, and she fell back. She got it. She's like, oh, well, you know, I'm like, no, you got to sometimes just let people know no matter who those people are. Stay out of mad people business. That's something they say back home, too.
like I said, I've always been the type of person to listen to advice and ask questions or whatever, but what I recognize in marriage, because I don't know, it's just something that me and Frankie both, no one really talked about our relationship in that kind of way, asking us questions and stuff. It's like your marriage, it's like being in class. Like someone comes to the class and asks a class a question. If you were individually just a student walking the street, nobody would ask you this question. That's exactly how marriage feels. You are entering into, in, into an institution, right? So it's like, how things look and what you represent and kind of like all our political leaders right it's like it's not just donald trump it's everyone else who follows him and you're like you know it's all that bullshit that does come with marriage you know it's a blessing from god for you to find another person and now start this family together everyone that does that takes on something important like that's a big deal like you know it's like anything else that's big starting a family starting a business starting a, a career whatever it's big just because it's big though i think in our generation just because it's big in that way doesn't mean that we don't still have our own way of doing it you know our own steal our own class our own swag to it a lot of my friends are not even married so it's like the pool is already very small i found a tons of millennials that are married in different places especially when i moved out to los angeles a lot more people there who are married and together because of the layout of the land you know there's not that many people who live with their parents house or something per se so you need that's what i mean freaky got married it's like literally i didn't have an emergency contact and they put me in a mental institution so i'm like all right I guess, like, you know, like it's a lot of that transplant kind of life style. And then when you put your onus on that, it's like everyone living on like a big old campus of love almost, right? You see that, you feel that. It's very much that. Like, you know, I could see why a lot of those like cults, for example, is something else that I've been working on for the red eye right now, launched and opened in, in, in California because it is very much that vibe. Like people just leave their town and then just end up in California and then this is your new family. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you need permission or whatever, because I always, sometimes I feel like I need permission, even though I don't need permission, I'm giving you permission. Because people give me permission, the people I listen to. You got permission to go out and live your own life. If you're in California, you want to come out here and in New York and do it, you should. You know? Do it with the person that you love. Make it more fun. It's like an adventure. The funny part about my story is that Growing up, I never aspired to be, like, married or in love. I mean, I always wanted to be in love. Let me not say that. When I was 13 years old, puppy love, you know, did all that. Listening to love songs. Grew up listening to the Backstreet Boys and just, you know what I mean? Living in America, everything is about love. <laughs> but I never aspired to have, like, a family life, per se. You know, I never saw it something for me. And understandably so. It's like my parents broke up. I was, like, in third grade. Before that, though, it's like you just understand that people break up. Like, those things come to an end. You know? Grandparents were broken up. All these different West Indian stories. So it's like, I guess when you never really see it, it's hard to aspire to, right? When you don't see something working or like whatever, it's like, I don't want that. Like, this shit looks whack. You know, on top of my friends, everyone was broken up. Like, it was nothing like that that was promoting, oh my God, how I get married and this is what you do, 2.5 kids and a dog. And no, it wasn't that at all. So when I got to college and I ran into a lot of my friends that I have still in my life now, It'd be like, oh my God, you're the one that's been in a relationship for five years, but you're not trying to get married. I'm like, no, like I don't aspire to be in a marriage. Like why? That's just not going to work. You know, it's like your mind is already fucked up telling yourself no for something that you end up having. You know, that's funny. It's like super cynical, you know, love. Um, being a millennial, as like I say, I went out of my way to find groups on Facebook, on Instagram, different 
channels, whatever, clubhouse now we have. It's like tons of people that are trying to like bring back the black family love, bring back that whole Cosby show-esque kind of lifestyle. Like, you know, everyone wants to go to, you know, like the different world, the uh, Denise. And we're trying to bring back the 90s culture in that way. Family life included. Black people being on top included. And it, it all has to work with that. So that's why I got married. <laughs> For business, 50% business, 50% love. I'm kidding, it's mostly love, but also that too. I know I could be with someone that I can build an empire with, which is important for my generation. We're breaking the curses, so that means we need a stronger foundation. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Happy New Year. I'll be back with more.